up? Nothing much. Good to see you. How was uh, how was your day today? Fantastic day. Fantastic day. day. Yeah, I had a lot of good patience and uh, beautiful day. I'll probably take a bike ride later tonight. Well, good for you. I I, uh, I took a, a little walk before before we uh, uh, hit live uh, tonight. So uh, I, I would encourage you to get that get that bike ride in. Um, I'm see, oh, I, I like that from where well. We're talking about uh, low back pain here, Doc. Uh, oh, yeah. Reverse mm -hmm. hyper for Dr. Rogers. I've, I actually used to do a lot of reverse hypers. I like reverse hypers. What's um, a reverse hyper? So a reverse hyper is when I, I believe you get this way, and then you go down and up. And, oh, yeah. And uh -huh. I actually think you do some of those. Uh, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a um, kind of a beast that does that. Um, well, it, uh, yeah, it's just a, you lay over, I think it's called a Roman chair, but I have one in my, right there in my workout room and you dip down and then raise up, you know, 180 degrees, maybe a little past, if you, you know, if you can, but, uh, I do those, uh, a very good conversation with Dr. Brett Osborne of West Palm beach. Uh, you listen podcast today i'm going to do one with him next week as well uh more focused next week on low back pain because i surely have it and um you know once you've had or suffered from low back pain you know what i'm talking about but uh it could be very stiff and painful and limiting but um when i was talking with dr osborne about my back he says you have a weak back you know um meaning the muscles in my back are weak. They're not as strong as they need to be. And it's true. I have a weak back. So you have to work on those multifida muscles, and um, which is plural for multifidus, those little tiny muscles that connect your spine together. Nobody ever thinks about them because they're not visible. But um, so, yeah, it's a good podcast. Um, Makes me a little bit more hopeful about my back pain and stiffness um, because it's really kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, <laughs> have a low back stiffness. I never thought I'd had, but um, I do. So I'm trying to overcome it. Um, and so far, I think the the couple reasons which I had is because becoming leopard the other one is built from broken and uh i'll probably do a review of those books on a podcast someday soon but very good books and they, they show you how to kind of strengthen your back up despite your scoliosis or arthritis in your back i mean whatever it is dr osborne says that you should be able to um, overcome those. As a matter of fact, he doesn't allow back pain in his office, being a neurosurgeon, uh, meaning that there's really not a really good, good excuse for it. So, but it, it takes work though. Yeah. Um, that was one of my, um, I was telling everybody, I was watching that live. Um, and that was my, that was my favorite line of the whole, uh, of the whole episode, um, which you guys will hear uh, next week. It was, he, he doesn't allow anybody, 
uh, in his office to have back pain. So, uh, so super cool. Uh, what we're going to do, guys, is uh, we're going to jump into questions. If you got a question for Doc, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments. I can see uh, Damon's got a great question. Um, already seeing questions from One Step Forward. Thank you. Uh, happy belated uh, anniversary to Roel. Roel has a, and his wife have uh, an August 8th anniversary as well. Happy late anniversary, yeah, it's guys. The same, it's the same date as my anniversary, um, August 8th. And what we'll do if, if uh, and we'll take uh, Jenny in the, in the, uh, in the back, let's, let's look at his uh, connection, uh, make sure his connection's okay. It's a little blurry on my end. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, questions, guys. Um, I see Kristen's got a great question there. Thank you. Um, we're gonna jump into questions that came in throughout the week, um, and this is one uh, we we touched on a little bit this uh, this past week with with Andy. We're gonna touch again on it this week. Uh, it's in regards to curcumin and DHT and uh, thinning hair. Um, question is, what dosage of curcumin do you think would be best to try for lowering DHT to help with thinning hair? Uh, what dosage do you think? Um, I think it's around 1,000 milligrams what's coming to mind. I'm going to have to double check on that. But, uh, you know, you need just a good normal dose of it. And just, again, check your DHT levels. It's a cheap blood test just to see where you're at. And, you know, if that's not working, of course, we can use uh, finasteride or there's a lot of things. Even if you do go natural, you can use saw, palmetto, pumpkin seed, nettle, um, that type of thing. So it shouldn't be too hard to get your DHT levels down. All right. Thanks, Doc. Thank you for that question. It came in through email. Um, this next one is in regards to semaglutide and berberine. Um, I love this question um, because I know a lot of people here tonight uh, have at least tried semaglutide, Ozempic, Manjaro. Question is, can you take berberine while you're tapering down slash off of semaglutide? And then I'm going to ask a follow-up question once you uh, uh, answer this one. Uh, yeah, you sure can. You know, it's not going to make you hypoglycemic. You can take berberine all the time. You probably ought to stay on berberine. And you may, depending on your weight and you know, insulin resistance status, you may want to finally got some better. I'm cutting out. Yeah, I'm cutting out. I, I can't. Um, let's see here. Are you guys, are you guys seeing us? Because we are, uh, we're kind of going in and out on my end. Uh, we're trying to figure this out. Um, and then we'll get back to, to this question. Uh, let's see. I can see you now. Are you with me? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, we're, we're cutting out uh, a little bit. I'm getting some feedback from uh, D-Lynn and Kristen. Uh, we're trying to figure that out right now. I have no idea why it's blurry. Is it both of us or just Doc? Sorry, I need to check it out and maybe go up there and see what's going on. All right. Please. So uh, I can hear you, Doc. Let's go ahead and keep talking about uh, the tapering down slash getting off of semaglutide. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you certainly take berberine. There's no contraindication of that with semaglutide uh, at all. So, um you're not going to get hypoglycemic, I wouldn't think. 
but yeah, I mean, as you taper down or off semiglutide, just be careful and remember that a lot of people, when they go off of it, they gain weight back. So you got to you know, change your lifestyle if you're eating too many carbs and and that type of thing. There was a great article. Again, I always quote the Wall Street Journal. It's my favorite news source. But um, about uh, semiglutide and the GIP, GLP-1 agonists as well, like Manjaro, they really changed the thinking on, you know, what causes obesity. There's there's like, I forget how many, there's a few hundred different genetic tendencies that um, come into play. Like I've said before, life is not fair. You know, your beanpole buddy may eat more than you do, yet, um, you know, you're suffering from an obesity problem. So there's a lot of factors. Um, so what these hormones do, they're gut hormones. They, they talk to your brain and your brain resets the set point that your body tries to get to. Um, so, you know, it's really changed the thinking a lot about, um, obesity and something we've said for years, it's so complex. Um, it's not a matter of, uh, laziness or gluttony or anything like that. Um, it's a metabolism problem of insulin resistance and their genetic tendencies that play a part. But so far these medicines, the GLP one, and now adding the GIP, it's uh, the predominant hormone in uh, Manjaro. Um, they kind of help not only delay gastric emptying, but they also, and make insulin work better, but they also work on your brain's ability to um, change that set point that your body's trying to get to. But the danger of it is when you get off of it, it could reset to a higher level. So, um, you really have to look at everything you're doing. Look at all your hormone levels and optimize your eating plan and that type of thing. So, and certainly some close follow-up. Um, now, I've had people that were able to get off semiglutide and stay off of it because they dramatically changed lifestyles. Um, but remember, for people with morbid obesity, they're gonna they're gonna probably have to stay on it long term. That's it's super interesting how those GLP ones are, are working. Are, are you seeing people kind of taper off those ones that uh, that lose a bunch of weight and kind of get to a, a point where they're where they're in a in a stable place and then go on to something like berberine or stay with yeah. something like berberine? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. or metformin, of course, but um, which is a great anti aging drug as well. Um, so, so the question yeah. here is, is then could you stay on berberine as a maintenance once off sure. of semaglutide for sure insulin resistance? Can. Yes, you sure can. Or metformin. All right. Thank you for that question. I love the berberine questions. Uh, I see, uh, Mackenzie, I love the JC office too. Shout out to the Johnson City office. Uh, they are unreal. I love everyone in there. Kathy, thank you for saying that. Carter, who you probably have seen in the JC office, is with us. Uh, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to one more question, then we're going to go live. I can start to see you better. Uh, guys, uh, I know it, Doc's gone a, a little bit in and out. We're working on that in the uh, behind the scenes. 
trying to figure out what's going on over there connection-wise. We're going to keep going, uh, hoping for a better uh, connection here shortly. Um, this is one, and, and Carter Mike can help with this. Um, how long does it take to receive Cleveland Heart Panel results? Tested on July 6th and haven't got results yet. Um, I know kind of what's typical, but there are outliers. Um, what's your, Those what's should your be take back. It's usually, t usually two to three weeks. It's okay. a lot faster than it used to be, but yeah, there's something going on there. They should be back. Just call the office tomorrow and we'll, we'll track it down. We'll All get right. in contact Carter's, with them and see why it's not back. Carter saying, uh, three to four weeks. Uh, what we'll do is I'll, it, it was through email, I'll email you, uh, here right after the show and we'll make sure somebody gives you a call tomorrow and let you know where those results are. Um, but thank you, uh, Carter, for putting that up there. Three to four weeks for the Cleveland Heart Panel results to get back. Uh, what that means, guys, and that means uh, we are through the questions that came in throughout the week. If I missed it, uh, shoot me an email uh, now because I'll be kind of looking uh, intermittently throughout the broadcast. And uh, we're going to take live questions. Maybe the camera. All right, let's see here. I can. I'm starting to see you. Uh, a lot better. So we're maybe it's the camera. We'll wipe the camera off. Maybe that's it. We're wiping the camera. We're getting we're getting yeah. close, guys. Uh, we're gonna get to every single question tonight. So if you have a question for Doc, go ahead and put it in uh, the comments. Okay. And we will uh, rock on on this Tuesday live show. Happy to be back on Tuesday. Um, and here is one step forward. Uh, awesome videos and show today. Thank you. Uh, is there a test to determine the need for CJC 1295 Ipamorlin uh, other than the Cleveland uh, heart panel? Is it possible to get the same results naturally by nutrition or natural supplements? Okay, I think I, I understand. Uh, so how do we know if we need something like CJC 1295 with IPA? And is it possible to get the same results from uh, natural supplements versus the CJC 1295 IPA? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, the whole point of uh, the Ipamorlin and Samorlin, those peptides that are growth hormone agonists just to get your growth hormone leveled up, <clears throat> to measure that, you need to do an IGF-1, which does not come on the Cleveland, but if you want to test it, we can test it. It's called an IGF-1 level. And, you know, it may pop up a little bit with some of the peptides like um, CJC-125 with IPA. That's my favorite one. It's one I take. But um, you're not, you're not going to really see a whole lot of um, jump with it. You really don't want to see a whole lot of jump with it. You don't want to get your IGF-1 level too high, um, to be honest with you, um, because, you know, too much growth is not good. And I, so I don't think there's a danger of that with the peptides like that. Um, and certainly, you know, real growth hormone, number one, we can't ride it here in Tennessee. It's illegal unless, you know, you're, you're a dwarf, basically. But um, and I'm not sure you really even need to measure it. Um, you know, I know, there's a lot of discussion, but it's for academic purposes only, to be honest with you. Um, and the purpose of that is for repair. Growth hormones are repair hormone. So if you have symptoms, number one, you're getting older because that level is going to go down every year, just like your muscle mass is that we talked about with uh, Dr. Osborne today. But um, 
So I'm not sure you, you really even need to, you know, follow it. If you, you can, if you want to, but it's not mandatory. But the IGF-1 level is the, the measurement for that. Um, I've just never seen it bump up that dramatically with the, the peptides. And you're going to get good results anyway most of the time, but it's not going to work overnight. It's going to take a couple months for you to tell a whole lot of difference. Um, but naturally, there is there is some IGF-1 supplements that come in a sublingual form. Uh, one of them, really, it's um, Velvet Deer Antler Supplement. That's the one that probably works the best. You can get it off the Internet, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, remember years ago when they penalized the Alabama football team using Velvet Deer Antler Supplements? They made it illegal, you know, but for people who are getting older that that ache all the time and can't repair, then I'm not against it at all. I've taken it um, just to try it out. It certainly doesn't have the the uh, uh, kick that CJC 1295 with IPA has. Not that, that has a big kick to it. It's really slow, but I really like it. So if you want to really check something out, you know, you can check an IGF-1 level out and see where you're at. Uh, it's not a bad idea, but it's not mandatory. So basically, I, I'm hearing that you would go on something like CJC 1295 IPA just based on kind of symptoms and and wanting yeah. what that particular peptide can do versus seeing if you going by a lab level to see if you need it. Is that right? Yeah, you're just not you're just not going to see that much of a bump with it. I don't think. Now you could get a baseline IGF one level and just to see you know, where you stood, um, but um, it's not mandatory for sure. It's a long-term measurement of growth hormone. You can't draw, you can draw a blood test for growth hormone, but it's, growth hormone is so pulsatile that you're not going to get an accurate blood uh, serum test from it. Mm. One step forward. Thank you so much for putting that in. I hope that helps. If, uh, if you need a follow-up, go ahead and put it in the comments. We'll talk more about it. Uh, CJC 1295 IPA is one that we uh, love to talk about. So uh, put that, uh, any more follow-up, put in the comments. Um, let's see here, where am I at? Um, let's get to Damon's question here, and this is in relation to weight loss, DACA. Uh, what is the efficacy of Sermorlin uh, in relation to weight loss? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't think you're going to lose a lot of weight on it. You'll probably lose um, visceral fat, though, um, because um, it's a repair hormone. But it has, like, growth is best. just can't use it. It's so non-legal and so controversial and possible side effects. I'm talking about growth hormone. But growth hormone will really lean you up. <laughs> Excuse me. The peptides like Samorlin and Ipamorlin, um, you know, they're going to tighten things up a little bit. They kind of work synergistically with the bioidentical hormones. Um, so I like it. You know, you're not going to lose a ton of weight on it. But one thing I'm really interested in doing is starting to follow people with their visceral fat uh, for all the things you do, whether it be uh, and muscle mass, whether it be semi-glutide or uh, the peptides. I've just ordered um, a two machines of the same type 
the in-body machines that are going to measure uh, muscle concentration, uh, visceral fat, segmental muscle, um, water retention, basic metabolic rates. This, these are really expensive machines that I'm going to have one in the Knoxville office west. I'm going to have one in Johnson City so we can kind of measure these things and see what kind of progress you're making uh, with increasing muscle mass and decreasing visceral fat. It's going to be really nice. Mm. Um, so stay tuned. They should be here within a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm super pumped about that. And, and that's another thing that you'll hear um, in the Dr. Osborne uh, podcast. Uh, the way he talks about the in-body machines is 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 super, um, it pumped me up uh, for one, just to be able to measure something like visceral fat, which we talk about all the time. Uh, you look kind of pumped up, Ben. You, you look kind of jacked. Are you <laughs> lifting heavy? I lifted. I, I, I've been lifting. Um and, you know, I'm trying to get enough protein in. <laughs> um, thank you, Damon, for that question. Uh, we're going to get to, let's see, Kristen on Facebook. Um, Vimergy, good supplement company, question mark. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Doc? I don't know. We'll have to put that on hold. I don't know. That's not one that comes to mind, but I'll certainly look it up. Uh, what, um, what we'll do, Kristen, is uh, we'll write that down uh, and we'll look into that. Vimergy. All right. Thank you, Kristen, for putting that in there. Stay tuned. We'll get back to you on it. Um, hello, Allison. What's up? Good to see you. Um, let's see here. Where's our next one? Uh This is uh, from Linda. Do, do you sell berberine? Uh, yes, we do. We do. I have it in the office. Sure do. Thank you, Linda. Um, all right. WC1A, enjoy Dr. Osborne on exercise. I can't find your vitamins online anywhere. Also, some hours after some hours after 400 mil, milligrams of Tong Cat Alley, my right arm developed two semicircle raised welts. Can you comment? Uh, I'll comment on the online part. Uh, they're not online <laughs> right now. So, uh, we're, we're, we're working on that. Um, but as of right now, the only places you can find those, uh, the Dr. Roger supplements are, um, uh, in one of our offices. Um, but, uh, like I said, we're, we're working on the online component. Uh, and doc, I'll let you comment on the Tomcat, uh, yeah. alley. Yeah. That's something that a lot of people use to pop their T levels up a little bit. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're allergic to it and you probably shouldn't take it unless it was obviously something else. But if anybody ever feels bad or has a weird rash or something happens, I always ask them, have you taken a new medicine lately or even a supplement? You know, the, it's rare to have a, a reaction from a supplement, but, uh, compared to prescription medicine, but, um, yeah, that's, that's odd. Um, unless it was something else, uh, so what you could do is to make sure, stop it, take some Benadryl or Zyrtec, see if it goes away and, you know, try it again. If it does the same thing, you're definitely allergic to it. If not, it was a coincidence. But um, if you retest it, make sure somebody's around just in case you had a worse reaction. But, um, you know, you know, I'm not sure an allergist is going to, 
be able to test you for that. Um, they probably could. Um, they don't test for many of those supplements like that. All right, WC1A, I hope that helps. Um, let's see, Bianca's here. Welcome in, Bianca. Thank you for hey, hanging Bianca. out with us tonight. Uh, let's get to Mark's question uh, on YouTube. What are your thoughts on the CDC's alpha-gal warning? Do you think all the 400,000-plus cases are because uh, ticks? What's your thoughts on this? Uh, alpha-gal diseases are usually a tick-borne illness that um, – I forget the name of the tick. It's on the edge of my tongue that causes it. But um, yeah, and we had a few patients, and a tick, you can't eat red meat anymore. Um, you know, I suspect there are other causes besides a tick more illness. Read about thing. Uh, you know, especially because we're, we're kind of big on eating red meat, uh, you know, grass fed. So that's a really interesting thing. You wouldn't think that it would cause something like that, but it sure can. Hmm. Uh, so thank you, Mark, for bringing alpha gal up. I'll probably need to do a, a podcast on that then. Because most people have never even heard it. Most doctors probably don't even know what it is. I'm writing that down, Mark. Alpha, alpha gal warning. We'll do a common sense on that. Um, once we do a little more research. Thank you for that, Mark. Um, all right. Let's see here where we're at. Um, uh, Kristen wants wants you to preach on supplements, and. Uh, and I know you could go for days uh, preaching about supplements, but give me give me sixty seconds of why you went from somebody who used to think they were a waste of money to uh, you you're someone who's taken probably you know ten to fifteen. I know you take less now because you're using the combination supplements. Uh, well, I guess I got older and wiser, and through all the experience I've had. Yeah, I used to have these, what well, I call them vitaminaholics. They come into my office and, you know, I tell them to, you know, that they're wasting their money. This is many years ago. And now I still see a lot of those patients and they're 85, 90 years old. And they look great. So it's just in today's world, all the depletion of the soil, the nutrients in the soil with all the toxicities that we have, you really need vitamins. You just can't get enough in your food. I wish you could. That'd be the optimal way to get them, but you, you just can't. Um, you just can't do it. That's my phone going off. I'll get rid of it. But so I've become big on supplements. It certainly makes a big difference for me and, and my patients. Uh, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at what vitamin D does. Look at what vitamin D did for COVID. I mean, you know, having low vitamin D was a major risk factor for dying of COVID and then at least ending up in the hospital or on a vent with it. Um, and certainly we poured the doses when somebody got COVID. But it's just great for preventing heart disease, cancer, diabetes. Um, so that's my number one is vitamin D. Then all the about omega-3s, Linus Pauling was, you know, of course, vitamin C. And look at all the things you know, vitamin E, all the, you know, 
people have a lot of reactions with a lot of prescription medicines. And of course I prescribe medications. I'm a doctor, but um, I've just never seen anybody overdose or have any serious reaction from a vitamin. And I see it every day with other prescription medicines. So like Dr. Osborne says, he's got a good little soliloquy in his book about vitamins and what he thinks about it um, and why. Uh, but you know, err on the side of taking too many vitamins, err on that side rather than err on the side of not getting enough of those nutrients. You're just going to have a hard time, you know, being optimal without the proper vitamins. And the RDA means nothing. You need higher doses of vitamins. They rarely put, you know, the, the doses that you need of vitamins in there. And that's why if you see a study that, you know, poo-poos them, they're not using enough, just like that omega-3 study that came out last year. They weren't using nearly enough. Um, so you got to know the doses and you got to know the proper forms of of the vitamins like your curmin needs black pepper with it or some of the other uh, adjuvants with it that make you activate. Um, so take your vitamins. I just rarely see any problem with vitamins, um, but I see a lot of problems with uh, prescription medicines way more often. So don't be hesitant to take them. And, uh, Big pharmaceutical companies don't like vitamins, so they're always doing some kind of bogus study to try to prove they don't work. And they just, they're bogus because they either make the, the data up or as they've done many times, or they don't use the right doses and that type of thing. Dr. Osmond gives a great little talk about what, what he thinks is going on, but basically, you know, the FDA is bought out by big pharma. There's no doubt about that. Um, so, uh, take it, you know, this is your body, it's your decision. So, and the sad part about it is most doctors were like me, didn't know a thing about it. They don't have any course on vitamins in medical school or residency. You have to learn this stuff yourself and you have to look at, look at your patients, you know, and there's no doubt in my mind that it improves their lives. So, um, there's so many off-label uses of vitamins. Uh, so um, even I got in a discussion today about um, with a patient that should be taking a baby aspirin every day. has a history of pulmonary embolus, and he's not even taking a baby aspirin. And he's late 60, I think he's 70 years old. Um, you know, it, there's no doubt in my mind that it helps prevent heart attacks, but it also reduces your chance of GI cancers by up to 40%. So unless you have a reason not to, you should supplement with an 81 milligram coated aspirin every day. And maybe when you get so old that you're going to fall and hit your head and bleed out, maybe you shouldn't, but, uh, or if you have an ulcer, but uh, I mean, that's more than 60 seconds. But, uh, <laughs> so don't listen to naysayers. Do your own research. And uh, <laughs> it's just crazy, all this uh campaigns against vitamins and it's all by big pharma they just don't like them not the big pharma didn't have great medicines look look at those looking treating diseases we're looking at more preventing diseases and certainly 
drugs like Ozempic and Manjaro, they also prevent and reverse disease. So, that. so what you have to have an open mind, an open skeptic is what I call myself, and you have to have experience. You have to be, I do it myself. You know, I wouldn't do anything on my patients I wouldn't do on myself. Um, so and I, I can definitely tell you Vimas has helped me tremendously. Um, so that's my little 60 second. <laughs> so Kristen, that's about two minutes, two or three minutes at work. Kristen, that is, uh, that is a, a, a little bit of a sermon on, uh, on supplements for you about, but I will say, uh, it seems that, uh, Kristen's uh, been to the JC office, which I see Rachel's in here. Rachel, uh, from our JC office is with us tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're in the right place. We love talking about it. And, uh, as you can see, uh, doc's super passionate about it. Um, it's funny, but Dr. Osborne was talking about in his book how a few years ago, the feds raided the headquarters of Life Extension, you know, a good vitamin company. They went in their military-style tactics and raided Life Extension offices. For what? I mean, they're not hurting anybody. I mean, their bombs don't kill anybody. They help people. So it's crazy the war on some of these supplement companies. You know, they're not they're not regulated by the FDA. That's why I don't like them. They'd probably like every vitamin to be a prescription medicine so they can jack the prices up and charge you what they do for Ozempic or Monjaro. Uh, you know, they did it with fish oil. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a prescription fish oil, but... Nobody likes to get it. It's too dang expensive. You know, so it's interesting. I'll quit on that. Uh, you know what? I actually, I, I love hearing you talk about it because it, it you know, I, I know kind of the transition you've made. And, um, you know, obviously I've, you know, I've, I've known you my whole life. And uh, you have. <laughs> uh so, uh, see, Roel saying, "Wow, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I love hearing Doc talk about supplements. It's super, um, it's super fun to to talk about things like that. And we'll talk more about the FDA, and uh, with, with, of course, being you know appropriate. Um, okay, let's keep going here. I'm gonna look for. Yeah, let's questions. don't get censored again. Let's do not get censored again. Yeah, we'll keep it. Okay, we'll keep it. Uh, They're probably listening right now to our Q and A. We'll keep it clean. <laughs> Uh, speaking, okay. speaking of supplements, uh, Max is saying, is there any supplement just for B17? And I, uh, is that a typo or am I, I not sure what that no, is? No, there is a B17. I think there is. I don't have any, but, um, yeah, it's kind of an off the wall type thing, but I don't know where you can get it, but, um, I'm sure you can get that supplement. Mm. It's really interesting. Uh, B17. It's not one of your major B vitamins. I have not uh, looked into that one, Max. Thank you for putting that in there. I'm going to write that down. Uh, that's another thing, guys. I think this is one of those shows <coughs> where I kind of envision everybody's like with a notepad and stuff and writing down some of these supplement ideas. And uh, just know that we're doing the same thing. I'm writing down B17 from, from Max right now because it's super interesting. Uh, real quick, before we get to the next one, I'm going to do this for... Uh, Carter, I just got a, a text. We're doing um, carotid IMTs. Uh, you'll hear them talk about that in the episode with Dr. Osborne. Um, a carotid IMT, we're doing that in the Kingsport office, August 31, 
<laughs> August 31, August 31st, 9 to 12 p.m. Uh, so if that's something that you guys want to check out, uh, it's being offered in the Kingsport office. We have, uh, is it a sonographer, ultra sonographer? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, they come from Atlanta periodically. It's, it's just, that's the only place I know that does them. You know, I don't think you can get one around here anywhere else that I've found, but, uh, it's a, just a helpful test, especially, you know, you're scanning your carotid arteries and people think of that as a stroke prevention, but it actually is a direct window into your coronaries as well. It shows soft plaque and in your intimal media thickness, which is a great way to kind of measure the health of your vascular system. Like Dr. Osborne and many people say, you're only as healthy as your arteries are. But um, so it's a really good test that gives you a vascular age. And especially if you have a little plaque, you know, you have a little calcium plaque and on your CT calcium score, you can get the um, carotid IMT which can identify soft plaque. You know, a CT calcium is hard plaque, which is not going to metastasis, you know, or break loose and cause a heart attack. It can be correlated with soft plaque as well. But, um, and we certainly, you know, we, we've really saved a lot of lives by getting that CT, those CT calciums. Um, so I think it's just a great test to have. Um, you know, I had a, guy I followed up on today that came in to see me a couple of weeks ago just to establish a doctor and he's actually my age I knew him from high school and he'd never he really didn't see doctors much so I did a Cleveland on him and got a CT calcium his CT calcium was over 1400 so um sent him for a further cardiology workup he had you know he was blocked in all his arteries he had a four vessel bypass at Vanderbilt University this week. So, you know, that test definitely saved his life. But the carotid IMT is a great test to have. I like to look at my vascular age. It's been a few years since I've done one, so I'm I'm gonna certainly get mine done again. Uh so you know insurance doesn't pay for it. It's two hundred dollars, but you know it's worth it, I think. But and I, and I will say I have this down to uh, Carter told me it's uh, it's two hundred dollars. So if that's interesting to anybody, they're doing it uh, inside of our Kingsport office. Carotid IMTs August thirty first nine to twelve p.m. You can call and schedule that at any one of the performance medicine offices, uh, but it will be done in the Kingsport location. Um, okay, if you guys have any questions about that, put it in the comments. We'll make sure. I think uh, Carter's with us here live tonight, so uh, we can get any of the any of the questions answered. Um, all right, let's keep going. I see. Uh, thank you guys for helping me out with this B seventeen. I see uh, Rhonda saying apricot kernels provide B seventeen. Thank you. Um, then, uh, Janet saying the same thing, apricot seeds, uh, only about three a day. Super cool. So, um, awesome. so I hope that helps, uh, Max, um, that's helping me. Uh, so thank you, Janet and Rhonda. Um, okay, let's keep going here. Uh, I'm going to get to Karen on Facebook. Thank you, Karen, for being with us tonight. Uh, if I did take vitamin D daily, uh, what's recommended dose? Is it D3? Uh, I love this question. Uh, it's super, super common one. Go ahead. D, D2, and you know, an average dose is 5,000 units a day. Um, you never know unless you check your level. So after you've been on it for about a month, check a level and see where you are. Um, and I like, remember, I like D with K. You need that vitamin K with it 
to make the D bring the calcium into your bones, not your joints or your arteries. It's, vitamin K is also very cardioprotective. So um, D with K an average is 5,000 a day. We check levels and see where you're at. You want your level not at 30, normal is 30 to 100. You want it, you know, in the 80 range, I think. Uh, so you want your uh, levels in the 80. I, I missed you there for a second. You said make sure to get D3 versus D2. Yeah, yeah, D3 is the one you want. All right, Roel, thank you for this reminder. Let me see where I where I missed you here. Um, so, guys, if I do miss your question, give me a little reminder, and I'll uh, and I'll go back up and and find your question. Uh, I I know I I know it was about um, uh, maybe berberine. Where am I at? Uh, sorry, guys. Looking for my question. There we go. Oh, it's was, oh, it was Jack. Sorry, Roel. It was Jack. I missed. Um, my sister had breast cancer after taking Sermorlin. Could it be related? Um, very doubtful. Very, very doubtful. Um, just like if you were on testosterone or a bioidentical estrogen, it did, did not cause prostate cancer or breast cancer. Um, but so most likely there was another factor, you know, but certainly um, it, you know, in whether or not she should stay on it, maybe not. Just like if you had an estrogen sensitive, you, you can certainly take testosterone, uh, but estrogen or progesterone, depending on the, the uh, genotype of your cancer. But um, no, but I probably, wouldn't take it now. Um, remember, it's a repair hormone. But, you know, that's why I was talking about IGF levels earlier. If your IGF level is really, really naturally high, then your chance of having um, cancer, which is abnormal growth, could be a little higher. Um, but that's why, theoretically, you don't want to take high doses of growth hormone. Although, that's never been proven to cause any kind of cancer. Growth hormone has never been proven to cause any kind of cancer. Theoretically, you think if you had an occult cancer, could it make, could growth hormone, I'm not even talking about Samorlin. Samorlin's just a peptide, but um, very doubtful, very doubtful um, that it caused it. All right, Jack, I hope that helps. Um, we're going to keep moving here and, and guys, let me know if, if, if our, um, connection is a distraction, we're going to, we're doing the best we can and we're going to try to answer all these questions. Um, so it, let me know if you're not getting any of his answers cause I can hear them and they're awesome. Uh, but I want to make sure you guys can as well. I'm getting, uh, doc, I'm getting, um, a couple, uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Jenny, do you think we can reboot real quick for the last 10? We'll reboot, and um, that way, that way, we can make sure everybody, everybody can hear his answers, because uh, he's going a little bit in and out. Um, okay, thank you, thank you, Dave, for that. Uh, real quick, uh, Jenny, if you can hear me, let's let's reboot, and then we'll go for the last ten. Uh, hopefully, pretty fresh. Um, I see a couple questions here. And while once I see Doc leave, uh, that's when we'll stop answering. 
um, if I can find where I'm at. Um, let's see, real quick before you leave us uh, for a second. What strength and brand do you recommend for the berberine and saffron for weight loss? Um, you know, again, there's so many. I've ordered a a different kind of berberine that hasn't come in yet that I think is going to be better than the life extension, which I've usually used. Um, it's if Katie's on there, she can tell me the company that makes it. Carter may know, but they're, I'm sure they're on order. But um, the saffron, you know, we usually use it from life extension. It's 88 milligram. And the berberine, I believe, is, gosh, I think it's, I think it's a hundred milligram, but um, saffron's usually eighty-eight milligram. You know, I have I have my own saffron with L-theanine with with ashwagandha combination that I really like. Um, I think Carter likes that one a lot. If I'm not mistaken, she can comment. But um, but yeah, um, stay tuned for the the new brand of berberine that I've. It's supposed to be a little bit more bioavailable than the Life Extension. Uh, and I do like the, uh, our own staff if you want to not the others, but, um, you know, I, I do like, of course I like burning the income distance. I like saffron for weight loss and anxiety. Those are the two reasons I use that. So. Let's see. Um, let's see. Carter saying, uh, Dr. Rogers stress relief, uh, and then Roel saying the orthomolecular, uh, has berberine. Uh, yeah. thank you for that. Ortho is a great company. All right. I think Zymogen, Zymogen is where I'm going to get some berberine from. Look up Zymogen. That's, that's the company I've started uh, stuff from. And their omega 3s are amazing as well. All right. Thank you for that question. We're going to keep moving. Can you guys see Doc? Okay. Did y'all hear that? Uh, we're trying to to figure out whether or not to 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 um, get him to reboot or not. Um, I'm getting a couple questions here, Doc, uh, around ages to get this vascular test, the carotid IMT. Um, I'm getting this from Kristen as well on Facebook. So uh, yeah, um, fifty, fifty, maybe sooner if you have a lot of risk factors. Um, like hypertension, diabetes, smoking, family history, uh, obesity, that type thing. But for most people, people 50 is a good, good age to start them. All right. Thank you for that. Gator maybe Hater. you get it every five, every five years, maybe. So start at 50, go every five years. Yeah. Unless you have, you might want to do it more often if you have a bad result or a lot of risk factors. All right. Thank you for that, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I want to give a huge shout out to, to Brooke. Uh, we just want to give a big shout out to Brooke. She did an amazing job with my pellet today. Super sweet, oh, Rose. Right. Thank you for uh, for putting that in there. Uh, Brooke's amazing over in the Kingsport uh, house. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see. Carol loves the stress relief. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's the one that has saffron in it. Um, and then let's see where I'm at. I know I've missed a ton. I'm sorry, guys. Um, let's do Mark's question real quick. Uh, any thoughts on doctors' prescribed use of nitroglycerin cream in the treatment of ED? And yes, they are putting it on themselves. 
<laughs> uh, I think it, I haven't seen it have a lot of success with that. It really has more success with hemorrhoids, uh, I think. But um, so I just haven't seen that work so good. Um, you know, plus nitroglycerin, even putting it on in a cream could cause you a pretty bad headache. But um, so I, I just don't think it's worked that great. Um, All right. Thank so you, Mark. Use Cialis. Cialis works way better. I love Cialis. That's my favorite. Tadalafil It's my favorite medicine for that. It has so many other benefits as well. Um, All right. Thank you for that, Mark. Let's get to Lisa's uh, question real quick. Um, Lisa, of course, has had some uh, uh, amazing weight loss success. Uh, we're here to uh, not only like, you know, congratulate you, but to continue to, uh, to pump you up. We're so glad you're here. Um, I'm having episodes of having this, the feeling I'm going to pass out. I lose my hearing and I'm very dizzy. It happens almost all the time when I stand up and start walking. Is this related to my weight loss of 72 pounds? Uh, what can I do or need to do for this, please? Yes. Yeah, sounds like you have orthostatic hypotension. Your blood pressure is dropping down. Um, so you may be the most common cause of that's dehydration. Um, so make sure you're hydrated. Don't skip out on the salt. Salt is good, not bad. You know, only about 20% of people are sensitive to salt with their blood pressure. So, and certainly use sea salt, but uh, I bet you're dehydrated, orthostatic. Uh, some people, um, I, you know, like to see if you are on other medications, et cetera, but, that's definitely your blood pressure dropping. You should go in and have that checked out. I like to see whether you have a concomitant rise in your your pulse as well. Um, but it certainly could be related to fairly rapid weight loss. Uh, people, uh, it's not real common, but it's more common being dehydrated, especially this time of year. That's what happens. You you start ringing in your ears. You get dizzy. Sometimes you will pass out. That's your body's own reaction because you can't pass out when you're laying down. So um, that'd be the most common thing. Again, I wouldn't ignore a symptom like that. I'd get it checked out by a doctor just to make sure nothing else serious is going on. But they can certainly do some orthostatic blood pressure checking in their office. And you could even do that by yourself, blood pressure laying down, stand up. And that's probably what it is. Um, All right, Lisa, I hope that, hope that helps. Uh, thank you, Doc, for that answer. It seems uh, you're, you're getting a little bit clearer, so we're going to keep going here and answering all these questions uh, and finish out the, finish out the, the show. Um, Bianca is asking, could you please tell us again what levels of testosterone and free tea you like to see for a 61-year-old male? What's your thoughts on this? Um, you know, testosterone level, in, on average, a, a total of around 600. But I see a lot of guys that will have a five, 600. Saw one yesterday, yet all symptoms of low T. So it's free T, when I checked it, um, was like 44. And I like a free T. I think normal's anywhere from like 65 to 200. So I like to see them definitely over 100. So, and free tea is the part that works. A lot of, most of your testosterone, all, all but about 3% of it is 
bound up with sex hormone binding globulin are albumin, um, a little bit loosely to albumin tight with SHBG. But uh, in general, and again, I go more by symptoms than I do an absolute lab value. Uh, but that, in general, that's what I like to see. Uh, free T, which is the part that works over 100. Certainly not in the 40s. All right, Bianca, I hope that helps. Thank you for putting that in there. Uh, let's get to, to Max here. I heard that cancer is just a lack of uh, vitamin B17 in your body. If you keep uh, your B17 level normal or high, you're safer. What's your thoughts on this, Dr. Rogers? I've read some of the same stuff, but I just don't know, you know, where the scientific studies are on it. You know, again, that's the problem with vitamins. You, you just they don't run all these studies that you really ought to be running because there's no money in it. There's no pharmaceutical company that's going to run, you know, spend millions of dollars on it unless there's a chance that they could patent it and sell it. But um, but anyway, but I have read some of that. I just don't know whether or not to say yes or no on that because there, the, there's a lack of studies on that. Um, all right, Max, thank you for yeah, putting that in there. Um, okay, let's keep, let's get, uh, um, let's get D Lynn's question. And I see Kristen and I get and that's one little aside. That's kind of why they, they used apricot, uh, as a, a kind of a chemo medicine years ago called Laetrile, which you'd have to go to Mexico to get it. It was based on apricots, which is that's where you get most of your B17. So there's probably some credence in it. You know, back in the days when I saw people going and do that, you know, I thought it was hokey, but, you know, maybe there was, maybe there was something to it. Um, but anyway, um, so it's, remember the old Leia trail. It got demonized. Uh, but anyway. Uh, all right, let's get to D Lynn here. Can MK2 cause muscle joint soreness and stiffness? I have these st symptoms. MK2 seems to be the cause as it went away when I stopped taking. That's interesting. What's your yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah, it could. Yeah, like it could. Yeah, that's rare. But I think I've heard of one other case um, being caused by that. So anytime you start anything new, even a vitamin, you know, stop it. If you get, and if it goes away, it probably caused it. And who knows why? I mean, your, your DNA may not be hardwired for it. All right, D. Lynn, I hope that helps. Let's get to, uh, uh, Kristen's got a great question on NAC. Is NAC okay to take daily or just for recovery? Uh, we talk about NAC quite a bit. What's your thoughts on this? You can take daily. A lot of people, you ought to take breaks from it, though, uh, for it to be a, you know effective long-term. Um, I, I put a lot of people on it when they drink take a drink of alcohol. You know, kind of blunts the effects uh, of the toxicity that alcohol can cause. But, um, you know, NACs are really good supplement in acetylcysteine. We use it a lot for COVID. Um, so you can, but just take breaks from it. You know, like if you take a month of it, take a week off. Is that typically kind of what you would advise a month, a week? So a month on, a week off? Usually on knack, I would. Most things, I would go longer than that. All right, Kristen, hope that helps. Thank you for putting that in there. 
Uh, let's get to, Mark has a quick question here. With advancing age, the thymus undergoes fatty accumulation. What prevention measures uh, into adipose tissue? I hope I got that right, Mark. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, you kind of thymus, which is a, a, it's a little gland in your throat that gets smaller as you get older. It's, it's responsible for some immunity. Um, sometimes they'll remove your thymus under, if you have certain weird autoimmune diseases. But um, what preventive measures to prevent it from turning into fat? I don't know. It's such a small little gland that I'm not sure you can other than the normal stuff like eat right. Um, but um, I think it's myosinia gravis, they, they remove the thymus. It helps a little bit. But, uh, but anyway, this is the routine stuff that I guess that you want to prevent visceral fat from. Every time I hear visceral fat now, all I can think about is that in, in body machine. Because <laughs> I, I can't wait to get it. Who would have ever thought you could measure that? Um, but anyways, thank you for that question, Mark, and, uh, and letting us talk about that. I, I saw, and I can't find it, um, there was a question about like supplement companies that, that you trust, because um, obviously we talk a lot about supplements, and um, the question was, is there, you know, what's kind of your go-tos for reputable supplement companies? I, I know them in my I head. I like but life, life Extension, Orthomolecular, Zymogen, Standard Process, um, there's a lot of good companies out there. Um, you know, I, I like the freedom to formulate folks um, because they're they're pure, no fillers. Um, and one reason I, I started making my own vitamins from Portland is because even Life Extension is starting to put some fillers in, like maldextrin that, you know, I don't really think they'd be doing that they didn't used to do that but um not that it's not a good company it is a good company but um it may be a negligible amount but still um i don't like sugars and vitamins but uh um and the ones that come from the freedom of formulate have no additives um um, super. I, I, I love talking about that. I know that, you know, there, we've been, been asked around the life extension stuff. And then of course you got, you know, uh, digestio with shield nutraceuticals. We talk a ton about, um, yep. you know, there's, there's lots of, lots of great ones out there. So, uh, hopefully this is kind of a fun place for you guys to, to learn more, um, about these different supplements, things you can use them for as well as like peptides and, uh, you know, uh, what's the other stuff? So we got peptides, we got these great new weight loss medications. Um, we, we talk about it all here. So thank you for putting that in there. Hopefully we can, uh, give you some, uh, some good thoughts. Um, doc, how do you think we did? I know we've had some technical difficulties. Uh, I don't know because I couldn't, I didn't see the technical difficulties, but uh, we had some great questions and, as so always. Let, let, let me, let me put it this way, guys. Doc gives you a 10. Uh, I, I don't know that we deserve a 10, but Doc yeah, I think is, I think the people that ask the questions should get a 10. Yes. I, you know what? And, and Kristen's going to see you in September. That's super cool. Uh, Kristen, we give you a 10 tonight. Your questions were phenomenal. Uh, D Lynn, you get a 10. Uh, Bianca, uh, total 10. Uh, you guys get a 10 tonight. 
uh, we appreciate you. We're going to keep working on the technical stuff, and hopefully uh, we'll have that uh, kind of uh, figured out by next week. We do this every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, one uh, quick little thing, because I, I'm getting this pop up right now. Um, TriStar Strength and Rehab, uh, they're the PTs slash strength coaches we love uh, in the Tri-Cities. They're doing a free movement screen uh, in the Johnson City office from 3 to 5 uh, on Thursday. So Thursday the 17th. Um, you're going to see that on our Instagram story. You can sign up. You do have to sign up. They're 15-minute uh, movement screens. Um, but I would encourage anybody to do it. It's totally free. Uh, we talk all about movement all the time. Um, and we're actually going to do a, another thing we're going to do with them is a free uh, deadlift seminar. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you're in the Tri-Cities, this is a no-brainer. Um, do the free movement screens and do the free deadlifting uh, seminar because, you know, as you'll hear Doc and, and Dr. Osborne talk about uh, the the uh, deadlift is, is a really important movement. Um, so uh, anyways. Yeah, for people to say, I used to say, I can't deadlift because my back, the situation it's in now. That's wrong. You need to be able to deadlift. 90-year-old people should be deadlifting. It's, it's the best exercise probably to strengthen everything in your body, even your biceps, the deadlift, um, that and the squat. But you have to do it right. You better learn how to do it right. It could hurt yourself. But certainly it's very important to learn how to do a deadlift. I've been promoting the heck out of these things. So this, those guys are fantastic at TriStar. Um, they're, they're amazing. And they're board-certified physical therapists as well as trainers. So. You know, they take it a step further, so they're really cool. Um, so take advantage of that. Yes, definitely take advantage of it. I'm going to just put this in because I think my grandmother's watching, but my grandmother deadlifts, and yeah. uh, I think that's cool to be able to say that. And uh, she actually deadlifts with TriStar, so uh, so yeah. definitely check this out. I'm going to put this up for you, Doc, because right. I I know Gator haters from, I, I, I believe they're from uh, Louisiana, so show receives a 9.4 tonight due to technical difficulties. <laughs> I love this comment. Um, oh, that's super oh, sweet of you. Thank there's you. little Izzy. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. There's Izzy, and, and you know, unfortunately, we can't see her that well, uh, but she's she's looking great tonight. Uh, she, you can tell she has more energy than she did the the last couple uh, weeks. Uh, so she is uh, back at 100. percent um, <laughs> I didn't want to get left out. Here he is. There's Ike. Yeah. There's Ike. He's the calm one. He's the calm one. Look, and now, now Ike's on the show. All of a sudden we get a clear picture. Well, well, there it went. <laughs> All right. Next week. Guys, that's a show. We love you. Thank you so much for the tens. You guys, uh, you guys made that happen. Y'all are a 10. We love you. Uh, Katie, I love you so much. Thank you for everything you're doing. I'm going to see you in Knoxville. We got a, uh, brand new West Knoxville office coming up. You guys will, we'll be talking more about that. I think we're going to open up here in the next, uh, couple of weeks. So thank you for all the hard work you guys are doing over there. You and Carter, the whole West Knoxville crew, uh, Amber, I love you. Thank you for being here guys. We're out doc. I love you, man. You're my dad. You're, I love, love you too. like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Ben. All right, guys. Brad's going to take us away. away. I love you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.